20-somethings who are either married or in committed relationships who say their unions are more secure and more honest because they don't believe in monogamy. I just took off my clothes and I had to do it. Talking about swinging, or as it's known now, living in the lifestyle. We're going to have to give you some monogamy. Technically, an orgy requires a minimum of six participants. This is a new generation of swingers. Waves are coming at you on Friday, Saturday, by Sunday, your nuts gonna be drained. Oh. 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 Welcome everyone to Swinging Around, Episode 7, the conversational podcast about sex and swinging. I'm Cal. And I'm JB. And today we're going to be talking about hotel parties. Hotel, they're always, hotel parties are always fun. It's a good topic. Yeah, usually when we're referring to a party that we've been to, it's been to a hotel party or a hotel yeah. takeover. We, we are quite fond of the hotel parties. They're the typical parties. They're always fun. We'll, we'll get into it, but it's always a good time to get out and dance and, and whatnot. Yep. So first, uh, any lifestyle business you want to talk about today? Ah, oh, what? Well, I'll I'll edit that out. But why do you ask me? Like you're the one who like because you had paused. So I don't. So I was naturally going on with the conversation. It's your topic. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like I think you asked me All last right. week. I should ask you. I don't know. You don't have to ask me. So before we get into hotel parties, why don't we get a little bit of lifestyle business to talk about? We haven't been to a party since the last uh, podcast episode, so we don't have any of that kind of no. Fun there stuff isn't to talk too about. much actual swinging news to. Talk yeah, about, but, but I was thinking, you know, it's it's getting to be Valentine's Day coming around soon, a couple of weeks, and I'm not one to be into the commercialized holiday type, uh, you know, gift giving or anything like that, but I do think it's a good time of the year to remind yourself and, and to start thinking about what you can do for your partner sexually or romantically, and, and I think it's a good a good opportunity to kind of rekindle any flames if you haven't been doing so. So I kind of want to make almost like a Valentine's resolution as opposed to like a New Year's resolution and just take some time to devote um, some sexual pleasure to you, actually. So... Well, yeah, yeah, Valentine's Day, it's good. I like that. I like that you're going to devote some time to me and and I'll do the same. Valentine's Day is a good time to... I mean, it's always a good time, but... Especially in swinging, you always need to take some time to really connect with your partner. I mean, swinging. Yeah. I mean, there's always Valentine's swinging parties too. Don't get me wrong. There's some sexy oh, yeah. swinging Valentine's be... parties out there with some really sexy Cupid outfits and, and all kinds of craziness. But for me, it's a time to remember us being together, just you and I. So I want to not necessarily for Valentine's Day in and of itself, but sometime soon, I'd like to plan a little sexy massage night for the two of us or we've got a couple of different um couple specific board games that we could play to kind of focus on our fantasies as just a couple and i think that would be some fun i like time. the sound of that yeah so that's that's kind of my thoughts with valentine's day coming up and you know it doesn't mean you you can't swing or or be with other people but i think it's a good time to focus on being with your partner as well yeah so. i agree i agree and i know that uh, I'm, I've been looking forward to. I, I know there's a purchase, some some sexy clothes that you're going to be ordering. I know that I'm always, I'm a sucker for a hot pair of shoes. I know there's a pair of shoes you've been eyeing that yeah. are really going to do it. 
Yeah, those are shoes to be worn in the house and at swingers events only kind of <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. And then I think you were also going to order some crotchless panties. That was the plan. Yeah, I've already got a pair. They are hit at parties. You love them too. And honestly, they're quite comfortable. I don't think you realize just how much you were actually going to like crotchless I, panties. I didn't think I would enjoy them, I'll be honest. But I, I don't mind them at all. Actually, they're, they're to me, they're hot. better than a thong. Because a thong, like the main strap of a thong runs right between the puss lips. And I'm constantly pulling it out from like a puss wedge. I'm sure you really want to hear the mechanics of that. But... The crotchless panties separates into like two straps, one on either side of the lips. So, Isn't if I back... wanted to, I could get away without having to, without pulling my underwear down to pee. But do you still have the crotch, or do you still have like the ass wedgie that thongs give? Because it still has. Yeah, it's still, it's still like, like the it, back it, is like a it thong. It right? narrows into like the at least the set that I have narrows into a single strap in the back. So from behind, it looks like a like a g-string or a thong pair of thong underwear yeah Mm -hmm. so they're pretty hot they are hot yeah i actually need to get on that order so that way they arrive in the mail sometime soon that's right i think i think where you were going to order them from i think they have a valentine's day deadline actually Uh, i better order them i think so so i'll get on that and listeners get on that too (laughs) (laughs) so anything else to talk about well we did just go out and purchase a couple of sexy items the other the, this past weekend. Yeah, we're constantly at the local sex shop all the time. I mean, you can find good sex stuff online, too, but we like to be able to physically handle some of our different sex toy options before we make a purchase. So it's nice to patron the local sex store. Yeah. So we went and we got... What did we get? Well, oh, you got yourself a new sleeve. I got a new sleeve. I like the masturbation sleeves. Yeah. It, you know what was funny to me? That... Almost every time we're there, in fact, I think every time we're at this particular sex store, there's always women working, and there's no, I don't have a problem with that, that's fine, but what was funny to me is that it was a woman who recommended which sleeve that you get for various reasons, and she was describing the, the different features of it, and I just thought that was funny, you're like, well, I'll take your advice, and I'm thinking, she doesn't have a penis, that's how true. does she know? That's true, the one I ended up getting is, it's funny, it actually has like the opening of, the, of a mouth at the at the, so it's... Suppose and the box art has you know porn stars with their mm-hmm. mouths open. It's supposed to, but and it came with porn called Yes I Swallow. It and they do, <laughs> and they do. Yeah, it came with porn and it came with some lube. But it has I haven't had this before, but it's got like um, little plastic beads that are on the inside that mm-hmm. um, are on both sides, and so when you're when, when you're stroking your cock, you can feel them, and it's it's, it's pretty good because the, the sleeves I've had in the past they've just been the like the latex or rubber or whatever they're made of. I'm not sure. Silicone, yeah, the, the, the silicone. And this one's pretty good. I don't know if I'd say it's better. It's just different. So mm-hmm. it's, I like it. And then it was, picking out, trying to pick out the sleeve is, was, is, is it's always, not like you can try them out. So you don't know. Yeah, you, can't you can't try quality them out. test it. I know what's funny is the one brand that I know I don't want is the most popular one, the Fleshlight. I know I, I never want to get one, even though, it might feel amazing on the inside. I don't like the fact that it's hard plastic on the outside. Like you're holding, I actually like the ones that I've had, that I have now and that I've had in the past where you are grabbing a hold of, it's it's not like you're grabbing flesh, but you're grabbing a hold of something that gives a little bit. You're grabbing a hold of something that's got, a, you know, that rubbery feel yep, that it's doesn't a feel. Squishy. Yeah. I kind of like it because I the harder I squeeze on that, I know it's squeezing your cock harder exactly. too. Yeah. And the plastic kind, you can't really squeeze any harder to, to get more pressure on the cock. No, like I don't, maybe the inside of the fleshlights just feel fucking amazing, but I, 
don't ever even want to. I mean, I, they're expensive too. They right? are. They're like, honest. yeah, I mean, they're now they're supposedly really the, the material that they're made out of is quite realistic to skin, but even still, it sounds like you've got enough reasons to go against it, and you're happy with what you have. So yeah, it's, it always is funny. I mean, it's it's funny looking at all the vibrators for the for the women, but for guys, there aren't a ton of sex toys specific to us. There's I mean, there's a lot of toys that we can use. And, well, I there's mean, anal play toys, which you well, can yeah, use. Well, yeah, and the vibrators, guys can use those, too, and play with those. But in terms of sleeves, there isn't always... I, f- I feel like... There definitely wasn't the There isn't the innovation that they're in with the vibrators. The vibrators, vibrators, you've got the clit ones that, like, with the rabbit fingers that take care of the clit and the ass and... You got all yeah, kinds. Yeah, and those are funny-looking contraptions. If you came to this world not knowing what a vibrator was, you might look at that and be like, "What the fuck?" And you got battery-powered ones, non-battery-powered ones, glass ones, guys, metal too. They had some metal ones. Yeah, I saw I mean, there's too, metal yeah. ones. There's there's all kinds of them, guys. You have we, bodies to fuck, though. I mean, you you could you could fuck a whole rump. That's a whole true. Tor- you can get your own six or seven pound torso and just fuck that. Yeah, I mean, they, we ha- girls have fuck machines too. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. We we don't really. I mean, they don't really have the bodies. There are some. I, I guess I have seen a blow up man at at least at the store that we've been at. I've seen them online, but I there's not the selection it. like there are for. I haven't for seen men. any blow up guys that weren't like gag gifts, like yeah. uh, the I saw one the, the jokes. Okay, yeah, I haven't even seen them. And then yeah, they need some innovation in the male sex sleeve. We need Ooh, we, we need should Kickstarter that. I don't know what the innovation would be. I'm not an inventor, but. We need something. We'll think uh. of something. I mean, there is a little bit of innovation there where there there is that uh, device that's connected to like virtual reality type where you can uh, hook it up to your PC and have it somehow play along with music or porn. Or, well, or there's that device that, that like has like, like you put your, it's like a tube that you put your penis in and then it automatically like strokes it or something. Well, I have seen it. I, I've never seen it in a store or anything past just uh little blurb on i can't remember what tv show or documentary it was but they they do have a machine that uh uh masturbator for guys that you 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 put your cock in there and you just like you said you sync it up with the pc like through usb or whatever and Mm -hmm. then you play movies that it's been that they've it's been synced with it's been designed with it in mind and so when she's giving you a blowjob it like when when it the blowjobs like happen, yeah. Bobs. When the blowjobs yeah. happening on screen, it simulates exactly how she's moving and when and during sex and whatnot. So that would be interesting, but I don't know if I'd. I don't know. I mean, a blowjob would be cool. I you're guess still like yeah. And I guess with that, you're like, foregoing the the control aspect of it, and that piece is kind of hot because that's the thing about masturbation is sometimes it's nice to be in control and you can go as fast and as hard or whatever that would be as cool. you want and finish when you want, but. It's it. That's what also sets sets it apart from sex. Versus if something's doing the work for you, like when you're getting banged, um, you know you're a little bit disconnected from the control aspect. You can always ask for more yeah. or what you speeds or whatever. But it's I could different see when it's where being done to you. So it might be pretty hot. I can see where that would be cool for any type of passive situation, like getting a blowjob or if on screen the girls uh, riding cowboy style. And so you're just sitting there letting it happen to you. Yeah. I, I don't think it worked that well if the guy is fucking because no, because then then like, you're not doing the motion. And yeah. So I mean, even when you're when you're masturbating with your sleeve, your torso is not moving. Like you're not you're not physically humping anything, but at least your arms are moving. Yeah. Yeah. So oh yeah, we spent like five minutes on just the sleeve. We also got a um 
like a like a paddle. Yeah, we have we got a paddle. We got a bigger paddle. We're like a leather. It's it's leather on the outside, and then I don't know something to make it a little bit more rigid mm-hmm. on the inside. We wanted something that was a, gave a you could smack a little bit harder than we got, and boy did we get what we <laughs> yeah we we, we got what we got paid that. for. So we decided that we got home, and we weren't really even having any kind of a sex session. We were just fooling around and thought we'd test it out. So. Cal instructs me to pull down my pants a little bit so he can give me a little smack. So I pull down my pants and he winds up a little bit, nothing, nothing too major, and puts a little wrist in it. And boy, did it ever smack my ass cheeks! Oh my gosh, my right barely... ass cheek was like stinging for probably fifteen minutes after that. It left a big old red mark. I, I wasn't prepared for that, and I barely flicked the wrist. I mean, we are slowly dabbling in BDSM play. We're yeah. they're were not yeah and you didn't hurt me or anything on purpose it it just stung more i wasn't expecting it i was really surprised at how much pain that thing could deliver with very little uh input yeah you gotta be i mean and so i i essentially you, did the same thing back to you and you you, you said the same thing like it it delivers a punch i mean communication during that specifically during bdsm sex is key because you can definitely do damage. I oh mean, yeah, you can. Do, I mean, if you were to really swing that thing, oh my gosh, you can really do damage. That with, would be the end of with, the session with certain toys. I mean, we aren't into any rope play or anything right now, but a lot of the BDSM, you really got to be careful when you're doing these acts because yeah. you can really cause some damage. Hopefully, especially if you're incorporating you gags have a, or anything. You got to have a safe word. You got to have something to make sure. Audio and visual cues. That actually was an eye-opening moment because. I barely flicked the wrist, and you like winced really loud, and were yeah. I mean, part of it was that we're not in a we we weren't in a sexy mood, sexy right. times. You weren't then. And, I wasn't expecting it to be quite as as powerful as it was. It's pretty hot though. It's it's got a um, it's got a a wrist cuff that you put on there, like a so chain. You, yeah, a wrist it, chain. Yeah. So you cuff it to your your hand that you're gonna whip with, and then go to town. You better yeah. be good. <laughs> we gotta decide on a safe word for that thing. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, it was good. Good purchases this weekend, and I think we've got some some good one on one time coming up for sure. Yeah, definitely some romantic, pleasurable, some sensual time. Mm-hmm. So with that, let's get into talking about hotel parties. Sounds good. So I, I think a good place to start when you're talking about hotel parties is just to describe what our experience has been just what we've seen kind of well, from club to club what are what what the variances can be in location and that sort of thing well as i've mentioned before our first experiences was a hotel party that's been and that's been our bread and butter pretty much throughout all of our swinging that we've been doing is right. hotel parties i mean as the listeners know we're from michigan and there aren't any club clubs dedicated to swinging here now there there are some bars that are very swinger friendly mm-hmm. and there i was just actually reading yesterday there's there's a, a bar not too far from us that essentially does like a bar takeover on um, specific fridays or saturdays of the month where it's swinger friendly and so the whole the, the whole party is at the bar and there's various activities at the bar but then it still all leads to the hotel mm-hmm. because ultimately that's where the sex is going to happen yeah because there are no truly on-premise clubs right. around here that we're aware of, I guess, but I think we're tied in pretty well that we would know if there was. But I yeah. know in Ohio there's a couple of on-premise clubs. Yep, some, there's and some in Canada. I mean, in they're all Toronto, over the place. I think so. But yep. here, hotel parties are really sort of the go-to 
because there are no strictly on-premise places to go. So you might have something going on at a bar, but everything's like like you right. said, it leads back to the hotel. And the the alternative is a house party, and we'll get to that in a different episode. But I mean, really, your your two choices if you want to have sexual play are at a house party, at your own house, you know that sort of thing. But in a party scenario, it's either a house party or or a hotel party. Mm-hmm. And so we've been to hotel parties where it's a hotel takeover where they will usually go to a, I wouldn't say it's a low-class hotel, but not necessarily a high-class hotel either, maybe a middle-of-the-range hotel. And size-wise, it's been something of the order of a couple of floors, maybe somewhere between three and four floors. Yeah, just a normal hotel. Just a normal hotel. Not a big mm-hmm. hotel, just a, just a normal, something like a yeah, Quality the, Inn or a Best Western or a for the takeovers, Holiday Inn the, for the takeovers. Because we have been to parties, too, where they don't take over the whole hotel. Yep. And that's always a little awkward because you have to be much more discreet. The Now, when, when we say that, that means there's there are strict sections that are the swinger section um, designated as private party. But there's still shared areas in the lobby and the main regions of the hotel. Well, yeah, so it's regular... not like you're intermingled with with vanillas right next door. Well, you could be if you don't get if you don't booked like if you don't have a time. room or a room if you don't have a room <laughs> on the floor that's been designated for the party or you, you know booked by the the block of rooms that's booked. You could be right next to somebody. Right. At a... We haven't experienced that though. No, we haven't. We luckily whenever we've gotten a hotel room, we always are. In the main, right. the main area where the party's and, going, and on. the dance area has been restricted to the dance area, and then the the rooms in the nearby location have all been swinger only mm-hmm. type. But yeah, so the, so there's the whole hotel takeover. We've been to some cool ones where the center atrium of the hotel is actually the pool and the dance floor area, and then the rooms encircle it. And certain levels, certain floors of the rooms also have balconies, so you can actually stand out on your balcony and look over the balcony, and there's the festivities, some naked people in the pool, and uh, hotties dancing on the dance floor. It's it's a pretty cool scenario. Yeah. It might be good to describe, like, a ho- what the hotel party is in general, I guess. In simple, in pretty brief terms, it's usually a dance party that goes on until midnight or so midnight one o'clock that's mm-hmm. it, and that's it, essentially like a club you can yeah. imagine what it would be like if you went to a dance club where there's a dj and there's people on the dance floor dancing and there's tables around for you to sit and mingle mm-hmm. there's booze and sometimes light snacks you, yeah yeah usually light snacks there's quite often they will have a photographer who's taken photos mm-hmm. uh, a couple photos and or group photos it doesn't matter yep. and so yeah that's think, always a fun club style atmosphere i mean it it, they re- it really does feel like a club except yeah. you know you can pull out a titty and suck on it you can yep. whoop out your cock then and get it sucked out but you, clubs don't tend to have the kind of themes that swinger parties have clubs it's dressed to impress most of the time i mean sometimes clubs have themes too but mm-hmm. swinger parties always have some kind of a theme but yeah, yeah. They so do. the the women women wear more not quite costumey outfits, but more sexy outfits for sure than what you'd get in a club. Yeah. Now people yeah. do wear their club clothes too. I mean, if it's a if it's a theme that you don't have an outfit for, don't necessarily have to go out and buy yeah, one. If no, you, you just, just put... dress to impress. If you take one of your button down shirts like you would wear to work, but undo ninety nine percent of the buttons and wear a hot sexy bra underneath. By the end of the night, your shirt's coming off anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I learned that lesson <laughs> the hard way, probably our second hotel party. I forgot what the theme was, but um, 
as the night went on, as each hour went by, one one button kept on getting undone, either by myself or another woman. And by the end of the night, I just wasn't wearing a shirt anymore. Hey, nobody minded. I really, that broke me out of my shell. I wasn't expecting that. I was still kind of self-conscious a bit. So the, that atmosphere got me more comfortable with, with my body and being naked around people, for sure. And because of nudity and, and sex laws, you, you're not technically supposed to have sexual acts going on at these parties but usually there's that's why at the dance portion at the, the dance party. portion yep. that's why usually you'll see things but they're brief people pull a titty out and for a little bit usually they're not hanging out i mean sometimes you get them where they're yeah and you might get the while, occasional but... naked person around halloween um it's not uncommon to have somebody who's body painted yeah so they're not actually technically wearing clothes but yeah. at the same time you don't you can't really pick out the distinct skin like the areolas or something because they're painted over and you know if 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 somebody's getting blown they're maybe getting blown for a a minute or two at most and then put it away i mean it sounds funny i mean what does it matter a minute or two versus i mean once it's out it's out but i've never seen anything go to completion though which that is a lot more explicit when somebody's coming or you know there's i really haven't seen the moaning and the the sorts of sweaty, sexy, carnal behavior well, that you associate sex with sex doesn't usually go on just because you're not supposed to. So people, that's why it is so brief. People yep. want, you know, they have sexual tension. They want to release it. They, you know, they'll do whatever. But to me, it's a way to tease you even more. I know that if I get your cock out and I suck you for a minute, all that does is tease you. It just makes you harder. And I love it. It's, I still get a, I really like to be watched. I think we both do. And so it's hot when people are just dancing and you're, and you're standing there getting sucked for a yep. little bit. And people, and people notice and they kind of look over like, eh, look, look what that guy's getting over there. What's even hotter for me is that like the after parties are fun. I, I love the after parties, but the club portion feels like any other, I mean, not quite because it's sexier, but it really feels like a lot of clubs that just vanillas will go to. Mm-hmm. And so if you're getting blown or some kind of sexual act that you're not supposed to do, it really even feels more it feels like... forbidden almost. It feels forbidden. It feels even more like public sex than than an after party does. An after party, it's it's what's supposed to be going on. It's yeah. Sex is supposed to be going on. This is something that still feels a little risque. People are just dancing and here yep. you are, you know sucking some tits you know fingering a puss doing yep. whatever is going on and it really is it really feels like public sex because yeah. yeah when somebody's when, when when people are doing things just everyday normal just dancing and well i'm kind of getting off topic or i'm kind of losing my train of thought but it's 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 it's, still, it's, it's a hot scenario yeah. yeah i think it's a good opportunity to talk about the size of these parties too because that really does vary from club to club and it varies from time of the year too. So, we're although we're saying hotel party, there there really is huge variance. So we've been to parties that have only been maybe fifty or sixty couples, mm-hmm. and we've been to parties that are three hundred couples. Yeah, I it mean, really varies. It depends on the club. It depends on the time of the year. Uh, certain holidays like Halloween is the like swingers holiday. Yeah, and Christmas I mean, is pretty big too. You can get like four hundred couples on Halloween. Halloween yeah. is the New Year's Eve is a big one, but Halloween is the swingers' holiday. It that is. is when that is when swingers come out. <laughs> I mean, because everybody's already dressing sexy. Even vanillas, it's like they say everyone. you go to church on Easter and Christmas, you go to swing on on Halloween. <laughs> yeah, that is that, that's spot on. And those are the part. Those are the biggest and funnest parties. Everybody's in costumes. Yep. 
Yeah, and the, the thing about a 300-couple party is there's so many people to see and to do. And <laughs> there's so much to, like to see and to do, and it's hot, and it's sweaty, and it's steamy, and you get great costume ideas, and it's just a, a huge turn-on. But at the same time, there's so many people that they're, the clientele can really vary, too, where it may be a lot of hotties and a lot of notties. It might be a, a mixture of older couples and younger couples. With with that many people, it's it's really a mixed bag. Versus some other clubs might be more selective, and and that's why they might be smaller. Yeah, it is. Speaking, of, you bring up a good point about the the differences between parties and who goes. I I thought it was really interesting that we we we've been to parties. And, and we've been to parties at several different different Michigan clubs, so I'd like to say we've had a decent sampling. It's just interesting the different clientele you get at different parties. Some certain parties are a younger crowd. Certain certain parties are an older crowd. Certain parties are there's just a different feel for different parties, mm-hmm. and, and they're all in different locations, so it might be somewhat regional. But at the same time, we get people from out of state who drive in for different parties too. So I, I think you know before deciding on a hotel or. It's 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 good to definitely try out a number of parties around you to see which one fits what your your the demographic you're looking for, the crowd that you want to hang out with and mm-hmm. feel comfortable with. Yeah, and I would say don't give up on on a particular club after a single party or don't give up on hotel hotel parties in general after a single party. They're they're all different and the themes are all different. I remember a couple of years ago there was an all white and black light theme, and we were like, what is that? That doesn't sound any fun at all. The following year we went, and it was one of the best parties, and I think my costume well, outfit <laughs> for that was better than any other outfit I've ever worn. I, I, I agree. Not really costume, but... Yeah, the, the, that was hot, but I... It was I, probably the hottest outfit I've I've had. What's funny is you're actually fun. mixing up two different parties. There was a, there was an all-white party, which was a hot, which was hot, and then there was just a black light neon party. I thought party. they were the same party. No, they weren't the same party. Yeah. Uh, I mean, white goes really well. I mean, anything you wear that's white and there's a lot of black lights, it'll show up pretty good. Yeah. But your outfit, I remember, was like a, like a rainbow-colored outfit that mm-hmm. was the mesh see-through. Yep. That was fucking hot. And it, it glowed in, in yeah, the, the black light the really, really well. The pattern on the black light was better than we thought, like yeah. way better than we thought it was going to be. Yeah. But, so, so don't let the theme scare you away either. But I, I do want to point out and bring up that... Hotel parties aren't going to be for everyone. We know people who like a more one-on-one scenario. So if you're not a couple who dancing and getting out in a big club-style scene is, if that doesn't sound like you, if that's not something mm-hmm. you'd be into, then I don't think hotel parties are for you. They're they're definitely for us. We really yeah. like it. We like the atmosphere. I just like getting out and just getting out and dancing in yeah. general is fun. I mean, and... the hotel parties offer a few things. If you're a newer couple, it's a good opportunity to dip a toe into the lifestyle without any pressure for sure because you can go and you can dance with each other and be in this hot atmosphere and maybe even walk around the festivities after the dance party and then just go to your room and have an amazing fuck session just you and your partner and not have to do anything but at the same time it can be intimidating especially if you're at one of these 300 couple parties if you don't know anybody and you're just you know when you're not dancing you're sitting at the table you need to be maybe a little bit outgoing and, and talk to some of, the, some of the couples around you. Well, I mean, you don't have to, but yeah, you don't have to. It's recommended. I think there's a couple of scenarios. I, th- I think that we've even, we struggled with even early on early days is that just like you were saying, you feel a little pressure to 
because you're there to hopefully meet a couple or or see the see what's going on, get involved in. Well, something. you're not necessarily there to meet a couple, but you're there to at least experience the lifestyle in some format. Yes, yes, that's a better way to put it. And if you are new and don't know what to expect, you know, expectations can be high. You know, are there going to be a bunch of couples approaching us? And that's not that's not going to be the case for the most part. You're gonna no. you'll there's not going to be tons of people. Swingers who, are not vultures. By they're nature. not going to be coming up, and you know. You, it's it's just like anywhere else. You need to be outgoing, and you talk to people. People talk to you. Mm-hmm. I think it's like dating for two. The swinger you know? community is much more friendly. I've we found where mm-hmm. people will approach you and say hi a lot more, but you're not gonna have being like if you're a new couple, you're not gonna have a couple who comes over and just wants to fuck. And no, everybody that, wants to get to know you at least a little bit. That sounds silly, but when you're new, you don't know what to expect. You don't know if that's going to be the scenario, and so. Hotel parties can be a little overwhelming, so that's why it's it's a mixed bag in terms of being great because you can really go and dip a toe in, be anonymous, be completely mm-hmm. you and your partner go and don't do anything outside of the yeah. norm. You just do some dancing. And you know, that might be a good idea if you're not sure if you want to go into the lifestyle or not and you just kind of want to see what other people in the lifestyle do. But then at the same time, if you are looking to meet a couple and you are looking to get to know somebody to, to play with, it's probably not the best place to meet people for the first time that's where you might be better off meeting a couple one-on-one for some drinks and some dinner or something like that if you're looking to swing with some, someone for the first time yeah i agree with that although you can we we've can met meet a lot people of people at parties. And we've definitely done you can that meet people although sometimes but we didn't do that until we'd been in the lifestyle for a little while yeah you got to feel comfortable approaching people striking up conversations easily if you're a really extroverted couple in general you're probably going to do okay but if you're more introverted and you're a little nervous about going up to people and and nervous about people coming up to you then it, it, it could definitely be nerve-wracking yeah and also the the music's really the music can be really loud which makes it tough yep. to talk i know seating, seating you it, it sometimes you need strategic seating to stay away from the speakers or different venues are louder than others some are a little bit more easier to talk at and that's where a house party actually kind of comes into play too Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about house parties. Yeah, yeah, time. we have a whole episode planned about house parties. But... So I think it, maybe we'll talk a little bit more about kind of how the the parties go down and the layout. So we've seen one night and two night parties. A lot of the parties that we've seen are, are two nights. The two where... night parties are always are fun. Usually it'll be a Friday and a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Not not usually. It's always going to be a yeah. Friday Saturday night. So and... so you'll arrive on a Friday evening, maybe sometime after work, and that's when the other couples will arrive too, and Sometimes the the host, it really depends on the club, will set up a, a meet and greet type scenario where you'll go and either have drinks on the house covered by your admission price or maybe you'll go to a bar and have to pay for your own. That all varies. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they might set up a meet and greet dinner type scenario. And we just started going to those at some of the parties. We normally skip that kind of festivity, but we just started doing that. And it's actually a really great opportunity to meet other couples and talk to them outside of the loud party music, you know? Yep. And then, yeah, you can get to know them, meet some couples, meet some people you might be interested in and getting to know better. And then... And that's a good time to brush up on your flirting skills. Like, I think <laughs> I've gotten to be a better flirt. I swear I lost my flirtation skills a little bit after you and I got married. Because I didn't need to flirt with you. I mean, you were a sure deal. I just whip hey, out. All I had to do is pull down my pants and you were ready to go. I am easy. I, <laughs> I can't you deny are. it. You want to fuck? I'm down. I know. Every now and then I, I rub up on your cock and you're like, no, I'm not in the mood. But 
That's pretty rare. So <laughs> yeah, I know I can. I and can just get put you me going. in your mouth, and I'm in the mood, and, and, and I'm <laughs> very true. Yep. Yeah. Give you a little. Give myself a little smack on the forehead, and he's like, "Yes, let's go." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, back back to the festivities. So Friday night, Saturday night parties. From our experience, the Friday night's usually more tame, fewer people. I don't know, maybe upwards of. Fe- half to 60 or 70 percent of the people that you would get at I wouldn't the say more party. tame. i mean it's only i mean it's only more tame just because there's, there's usually people. less people because saturday yeah. is the bigger night to go out yeah and i mean people don't get me wrong people still drink we've definitely heard of people getting drunk and all out partying on friday so they've just been hung over during the day on saturday i mean oh yeah the you, last you make it what you want it to be our last party was no no it wasn't our last one it was maybe the, two parties ago. no the halloween party yeah we were it was a it was a it was a two-day party and we were only going to go for the Saturday. So we got to the hotel Saturday. We're checking in. And by the way, that's got to be the funniest thing is to be the hotel people working these hotel takeovers. <laughs> and Yeah, I bet when you signed up to work the front desk at a hotel, you never expected you'd be concierge of a swinger party. Yeah, it just got to be really interesting for those couple days. But so we, we were checking in and the the guy who was checking us in asked us to wait a second because he got a phone call and he, we on the phone he was talking and we could we were able to gather that one of the guys from the night before one of the male from the couple passed out in his bed and he's bare ass naked bare ass naked and the hotel maid could not get in there to do anything she couldn't clean she couldn't do anything we were just they just hold- would not respond and it was it was just all i could do just to not bust up laughing then and <laughs> It's just funny. Yeah. And and I have to give the hotel guy credit because he was very discreet. He called the guy who was running the club and let him know about the situation and asked him if he could handle it or have one of the, you know, hired security guards take care of it. But mm-hmm. very discreet. The Any maids that we've ever seen, they've always been discreet. And I, I do feel bad for the maids because we've seen the occasional used condom in the hallway and that's just gross. Yeah, come on, I, I think people. it's disrespectful. Clean, clean up your clean up after yourself. If, if you just can't wait and you got to fuck in the hallway, okay, it's hot. <laughs> but take care of the condom. Come on, that was gross. <laughs> At least they were safe. But that was still. gross the next morning. We, yeah, seeing the condom on the ground. Yep, poor maids. <laughs> so anyway, one one night and two night mingling. Um, we've also seen parties where the the hosts will arrange some daytime activities for the Saturday. So we've been to a strip club takeover which was pretty awesome Mm -hmm. we had to pay you know an additional fee to be able to go to that and i think they had a shuttle provided for us but that was time i've ever eaten at a strip club i know strip clubs it's not it's it's common to have food they'll have lunch buffets or whatever but i had never eaten at a strip club before the food was Mm -hmm. fine yeah i enjoyed it it was good the the dancers were good and what was interesting is the swingers had the opportunity to go on stage and dance like the swinger ladies were up on stage with the actual strippers yeah it was pretty hot it was it was really hot i don't know how the strippers felt about it but yeah they probably didn't mind because it was only an hour i mean maybe they did yeah well the men what what ended up happening is the men were tipping their women but then the women were turning the cash over to to the strippers so i don't think they lost out on any cash if anything it was less work for them yeah yeah they didn't have to rub up on any any peens they were like stripper pimps (laughs) yeah i guess they were (laughs) they were just getting the money afterwards yeah that's true um we've also seen where they arrange i think we talked about this in the previous episode uh sex in ours where there might be some informal or informational sessions to talk about sex 
or different topics of sex. Mm-hmm. I think we we talked about the bondage one that was yeah, at the, the last, last party yep. that we went to. Was yep. the, the New Year's Eve party. Well, New Year's Eve in January party. And then we've also seen just getting together in a in a bigger room and watching football and drinking beer. It's yeah, just the, a way to meet and greet and mingle. Yeah, just anything just to kind of meet and mingle and watch U of M kick uh, State's ass. Of course. Go Blue. Although, no, I, th- I think they lost last year. I think Michigan lost last year. I don't remember. I think so. But, yeah. We'll yeah, pretend there's... it never happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's it's a good time. You know, if, if financially, I understand that it's it's a little tougher to do. Uh, one night or two, uh, two nights stay to do like a Friday night and a Saturday night, but it's definitely worth doing every now and then. Number one, it's kind of a vacation from home. Whether yeah. you've got kids at home or dogs or stress or work or whatever it is, it's a nice vacation from that because the daytime on Saturday is extremely relaxing. You have no schedule. You have nothing that you have to do. You can get up. You can stay in your hotel room and fuck all day if you want, but don't fuck yourself crazy so that <laughs> you don't want it in the evening. Yeah, yeah, you and... gotta leave yourself some. Some some gas left in the tank, but yep. yeah, the Saturday is always relaxing. It really is just a nice weekend getaway for the for the two day parties. Yeah, we usually pack uh, books or or a tablet PC to watch some catch up on some TV, catch up on some reading. And speaking of packing, you would not. It's always. I mean, what what we've learned is that whenever you go somewhere that's swinger related, be it a vacation, be it. Uh, weekend, be it an overnight, you always pack more than you... You you, you need a lot. You pack I, a suitcase and I you're bring like, no do less I need... than three pairs of shoes. Yeah, you pack and you're like, man, do I? we really have like two or three suitcases you just do. for an overnight? I mean, for a swinger woman, you have... Let's say we're, let's say we're going for the Friday night party and we're going to be there on Saturday and we're staying for the Saturday night party. So I need an outfit for Friday with shoes and possibly an outfit for dinner first, which is not going to be the same outfit that I wear for the after party. So there's two outfits, two pairs of shoes. Then Saturday comes along. Well, and the after, and potentially the after party on Friday. Yeah, I don't usually change for the after party. Usually whatever I wear to the dance is when I stay for the after sometimes party. Sometimes lingerie, though. But sometimes you get, yeah, I get comfy. So then you, okay, we're moving to Saturday, and you've got your Saturday daytime outfit, your Saturday dinner outfit, which daytime you might just wear tennis shoes or maybe like a, a shorter heel or a wedge. And then Saturday dinner, you might wear more of a classier outfit, maybe some slacks or a, or a classier skirt and some heels if you're going out to a restaurant or something for dinner with some couples. And then you've got the party again. So then yet another outfit. That's like four or five pairs of shoes, easily six pairs of shoes. I've got myself a whole suitcase worth of clothes for a week on. I know. It's always funny whenever anybody who's gone to a party can attest just how much luggage you end up bringing with you. And then yeah. if you bring any toys, any lube, condoms, all the necessities yep. you need. And you really have to plan ahead because you, you have to think about what the theme is and what, what you want to wear. Sometimes you got to plan months ahead, ahead, especially for like Halloween if you want to order yeah, something. Yeah, you got to order something. A lot of times, but it's worth every penny. I love it because you get the looks. I mean, you could be a bigger boned woman, you could be a very like thin, thin woman, you could just be your average woman. It doesn't matter. There's gonna be well, there's your man, and there's gonna be other men who want you too. And there's nothing better than just being wanted by men. I love it. <laughs> I, I want to make as many boners as I can. I know I can make yours. Yours, yours is easy. I mean, I, I have no problem with that. You but like to give the men the hard on. If, if I can give at least one other man a boner, I am a happy camper. <laughs> it's hot to me. But, yeah, talking about the themes, I like the themes. Sometimes the themes can be cheesy, though. I Usually the themes are hot, so I really enjoy it. But sometimes I don't like the themes, and it's 
I wish that's that's when we just choose just to wear club wear or whatever. But yeah, like the schoolgirl is kind of a common one, and schoolgirl outfits do nothing for me, nothing at all. So, but your always... wife in a short, sexy skirt and a and a hot bra. Well, yeah, you like it doesn't, and heels, but you it's like. not. Like, but I'm this, not gonna wear. I'm not, not gonna this... wear pigtails. I'm not gonna dress like Britney Spears. Well, like the, yeah, like the plaid outfit. I just mm-hmm. a lot of people. The schoolgirl works for me, but it doesn't. Yeah. Are, are there any themes where you're like, uh, men don't one. really do themes that much, and and for me as a woman, I don't know. There really hasn't been anything that I've been. You know, I was looking recently at the Vegas Exchange party that's coming up in August of this year, and I believe I saw that they have an Arabian Nights theme. And that I, is hot. And I thought, what the hell would I wear for that? We probably have to buy some we're, new stuff yeah. or whatever. I, I mean, we're, mean, we're not have... going to that anyway. We, we've talked about it, but I don't think we're going to go. I don't think we have talked about the Vegas Exchange. We haven't so... talked about it on here. We've oh, talked yeah, about it outside no. of the Yeah, podcast. we have. But the Vegas Exchange, for those of you who might not know, is going on, I believe, in August mm-hmm. in Vegas. Beginning it's of a, August. I think it's like the 7th. I believe it's just a swingers convention, correct? There's mm-hmm. activities mm-hmm. going on at night, but then during yeah. the days, there's seminars, there's... Yep. Um, stuff to focus on couples certain, and the lifestyle. Certain... certain um, not celebrities, but I mean sex celebrities. I think Larry Flint is going to be there, the host of yep. uh, Playboy's Swing, which is a TV show all about swinging. We're actually going to do a review of that show in a in a little bit. Yeah, it's, um, and then, it's like a whole show dedicated to a hot, sexy scene. Yeah, yeah, and then unfortunately, we're not going to be able to make this year's. Although this is the first uh, Vegas Exchange. Hopefully it does well and they make it an annual thing so we can check it out yeah. next year. Yeah, so, so give that a uh, internet search and check it out because I, I think it sounds really interesting yeah. and, and like a great reason and excuse to go to Vegas for sure. For those of you on SLS, you've probably already seen it because when you log in and it, it, there's a big banner, usually a lot of uh, advertising it. So you, if you're on SLS, you're probably already aware of it. Yeah. But... So, so let's take a little bit of time to talk about our maybe the best and worst parties that we've been to. Well, I, I was just talking about um, the schoolgirl outfits. That's <laughs> yeah. I I don't have we even been to a schoolgirl. Yeah, we we did a schoolgirl yeah. party, and I just wore a sexy outfit, and it worked yeah, out. Yeah, it worked out. I think one of the things to keep in mind about parties, and we've experienced this firsthand, not only in our own couple, but with other couples having a problem with this too, is. BYOB or open bar and drinking too much. Oh, good. It's really easy to, especially if you're there from a Friday night to a Saturday or if you get there early on a Saturday, it's really easy to overdo on the alcohol. Although I've found that, yes, because you're basically drinking for two days straight, but what I've found is for the two-day parties, you actually take it easier because you're just casually drinking drinks all day. you got a good buzz going versus one-day parties, you get there... And yeah, you might get there at, at 8 or 9 o'clock and you're perfectly sober because you just drove and now you feel like you've got some catch-up work to do. And You don't have to drink at these parties. I don't want people to think that drinking is is the norm or expected. Most people drink. But, well, I would say it's the norm. But, but just we, like... have, we have some, some non-alcoholic, some friends who don't drink and they're perfectly fine and have a good time too. Well, it's so, just like any vanilla I just don't want cl- that. That, it's just uh, like any perception. vanilla club where, you know, you go to a bar or a dance club and I think it's pretty com- – I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's the common thing is the drink, but you're not it's you're not looked down upon if you don't. Nobody no, cares. No, absolutely not. Nobody's care- nobody cares if you yep. don't drink. And, and but... the clubs that we've been to do provide non-alcoholic beverages for people because they want you to be safe and they want you to – if you aren't staying at the hotel because there's plenty of people who come to the party and don't stay, they want you to be safe and there are security guards on premises who kind of – 
they, they don't give you a breathalyzer or anything like that, but they'll look you over. And if they're questionable, they might say something to you and ask yeah. you to hang around a little bit before you leave because they just want you to be safe. Yep. But it's it can be easy to drink too much, so that's always something to be mindful of. Because yeah, you want yeah, to keep that in check because you want to keep yourself good enough to where you can you perform be able and to have perform. fun and flirt and flirt. And, yeah. Um, I'm I'm glad that you brought up BYOB versus a cash bar. Yeah. Because the first few parties that we had gone to were cash bar, and that's where we started getting used to. And then they went to a couple of parties. One party switched over, and we went, and we started, and we had gone to a couple other parties where it was BYOB, and we were a little disappointed at yeah, first. Yeah, we were like, oh man, now I got to go out of the way. Yeah, you got to bring alcohol. To go get my own alcohol, get a cooler or something to put it in. But I have completely changed my view on that. Yeah, it I is, have too. I really like the BYOB parties because. Yep. You get to bring what you want. They they tend to supply ice. They tend to supply mixers. You don't spend Although, any time you waiting in line. Unusual, bring your own. Cash bars, you know, you end up waiting in line. Yep, uh, and then you're limited to what they have, mm-hmm. and you're limited to their prices. Yeah, so I've although the BYOB is you got you also got to watch your alcohol there because you bring your own, you're probably drinking you do. more. Yeah, yeah, you probably are, especially if you're mixing your own because then you can you can have a little bit of a heavy hand. Mm-hmm. If you're using your wallet, your wallet will tend to tell you when to stop. Yeah, yeah, but I was, I'm just, I just think it's funny how I, sw- I completely switched. I was really yep. annoyed that parties were BYOB, and then now I'm really annoyed when it's a cash bar. <laughs> yeah, we we when we pack for a swinger party, we pack our suitcase full of clothes. Sometimes a backpack full of extra clothes if we don't feel like taking two suitcases and our rolling cooler. <laughs> Usually, it's just it's a small cooler. We don't take a gigantic cooler, but yeah, still well, just one of those cooler. like just like a, yeah, like a little like camping rolling cooler. Well, no, I, that's not the best analogy because camping coolers can be huge. They have those huge plastic ones. Yeah, but just a little like just, canvas ones or whatever. Yeah. Yep, and it's always a good idea to bring your own cups too. So you can be drinking in your own hotel room or bring some shot glasses too. Well, bring some shots, bring extra. We found because... that having shot glasses around has been fantastic because it's a great way to start off a night or maybe celebrate a portion of the night with you and your partner and with other couples. Yeah, we you... love doing shots with other couples. It's it's actually a good bonding experience, it, surprisingly. It, it is. Yeah, always make sure to bring some extras because you're going to a, a swinging event to meet other couples and mingle and if you have the, you know, if you have extra cups, you can invite people to your room, hang out, have mm-hmm. some cups for them, have some shots. It makes for a great time. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody's friendly and, and share their alcohol. Don't worry about being the bar of the party. That's not going to be how it is. Everybody brings their own stuff. They bring, you know, so yeah. one, one, one party, you might have people over your room and make some people some drinks. It'll go come back around to you in full circle at the next party or whatever. Yeah. Everybody's very open sharing and, and that sort of thing. So you're, you're not going to have to worry about oh i gotta supply alcohol to all these people it's not like that at all no no not at all so i for me if we want to talk about best versus worst the best parties for me have been the ones where i've gotten a good buzz on but i haven't had too much to drink so my inhibitions have been low i've been able to flirt with you flirt with other couples and really i think connect with you is is key number one and if we've identified another couple that we connect with as well, just having some fun playtime with them either in our room or, or at the after party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I'd agree. There were, I would agree. And I was joking, semi-joking about the schoolgirl outfit. Yeah. I mean, I really don't like the schoolgirl outfits. But uh, a, a, swinging, a, a hotel party is always going to be fun, usually. I mean, 
we haven't had been to a party where we haven't at least had some fun because oh, at yeah. a minimum we've been to parties where the DJs were a little eh or the clientele was a little eh but even then we still had a phenomenal time yeah at a minimum I know that no matter what happens no matter that I'm always that I'm definitely I'm going to somewhere we're gonna hang out with you mm-hmm. and dance and have some drinks so yep. regardless of what happens regardless of what couple yeah. we meet or we don't meet or whatever happens, I know I'm going to have a good night with you. And that's and... where it comes back full circle with having good communication with your partner. Because if something does go down and you don't talk about it, then that part that you expect and that you know to and think to be a constant goes away. And then you really don't have a good time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I anticipate always having a good time with you. That, to me, is a constant and a given at every hotel party. But if you take that communication piece out, then, you know, shit hits the fan. It could all go wrong. So... Now we should talk about the after party. We haven't really we've we've mentioned the after party, but we really haven't described what that means for somebody who hasn't been to a hotel party. And I think that can be intimidating if we don't kind of go into a little bit more detail about what that means. Well, the after party is simply well, not simply, but it's uh, usually a cordoned uh, off or a separate area from the dance area at a party where the group sex can can go down. There's mm-hmm. a, a room uh, or a, it's, I always like it when there's a hotel it's designated and it's, and it's beds or a rooms. designated room. I like when there's conjoined rooms and it's not just one area or, or where it's a little bit bigger and people can be – you can go and have sex and watch or be watched. People will bring toys and it's really is the place just to get your exhibitionists on, mm-hmm. be it voyeurism, be it whatever you want to do. It's the place yeah. to go and that's always – if. That's always the thing for the first party is what's the after party going to be yeah, like because it is quite exciting. If you've never been to a – I mean even – And I would say a, don't let it intimidate you because what I haven't seen is this like huge orgy of 10 naked people all playing with each other all in one bed and just this big ball of sex. No, really, it's usually, You really don't see that. It's usually you know a couple with each other, you know a third there, It's it, four maybe. It's, there usually isn't a huge group that's going on and – um. So it's not something to be in- intimidated by, but it's also something that it's pretty exhilarating if you haven't been in that scenario before. Even if you've yeah. been in a couple, like a couple on couple scenario, it's just a, it's it's really something to behold and to be a part of when you're mm-hmm. in a room with a bunch of people fucking. And, and they're probably strangers, or you might know one strangers. or two, or it's recognize just, them, but you don't really know them. I think a lot of people have the. This is like a out of a porn movie scenario when you go in there. It's like a huge group porn scenario and i think it's it's different from that what do you mean well it's it's different from what i would expect to see in porn because it is mostly just couples together well fucking in the region is, of other couples what i mean is there's very few t- instances outside of a after like outside of an after party or these group scenarios where you're gonna walk into a room and see oh yeah potentially yeah, 10 different saying. couples fucking i was just saying that it's it's unlike what you see in porn well it is unlike what you see in porn but also at the same time, it is what you see in porn. It's you know, yeah. It's it's watching other people have I sex. Mean, it's, it's at its basic because everybody knows that real life porn is porn. It's a fantasy make believe. I mean, when you have a a room full of real people having sex, it's going to function much differently than yeah. a room full of porn I mean, actors I guess having. The sex. orgies that we've seen tend to look a little different than the orgies that you see in porn. Well, that, 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 that's what I'm saying. Real people act. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like sex is not. You know, you're not posing for yeah. a camera. Sex is different than it is in porn I mean, as well. I think the sounds in the after party room are awesome. 
because the moans are real. The grunts are real. You get the the smacking sound of the the man on the on the woman as he humps away. I mean, those are are real carnal sounds and smells and yeah. and it's it's really awesome. Even if you're not going to have sex, just being around that is hot. And and that is real. Like knowing that it's real and watching somebody experience pleasure like that, hearing a woman experience pleasure, hearing a guy come it's it's really hot because you know it's real in porn it's hot too but eh, it could be faked a little bit it's not 100 well, percent. yeah yeah exactly. you know that's, it's, it's it's not true necessarily that's the point that i was trying to make yeah is is, is that it feels like a porn scenario but mm-hmm. it functions much differently yeah. than a porn scenario and i think would, the other but... thing to point out is it's it's extremely low pressure situation you can go in there and just kind of walk around and, and watch other people have sex, let it turn you on, and then go back to your room and have sex. You can go in there and stand in a corner and get blown for a little while and then go back to your room. Mm-hmm. Or you could go in there with another couple and do a full swap and just bang it out right there in front of ten other couples while they watch. I mean, it, it really is make it what you want it to be. So it's not a situation to let intimidate you because you're not going to be forced into doing anything that you don't want to do. And I really haven't experienced having people do things to me that I don't want. No. Now we no. have everybody's I, I, respectful. We've we've mentioned this before. We have heard some horror stories from people where maybe they were groped while they were doing something and it, and it wasn't solicited. We have heard that, but it, it seems to be much rarer than anything. So it's a, it, it, it's a great way to experiment with what you like to do, or what you think you might like to do. I know that for the longest time, I thought that I would enjoy really watching and being a voyeur. And I think you, you, you yeah, did I thought as well. it would too, because I love watching porn. But then we learned that we don't really like to watch. I get a that, little like, self-conscious when I'm watching well, people. You, like, you am still, I, am I, cre- am I being creepy? Am I am watching I, too long? Yeah, am, I watching, am I staring? Uh, yeah. And you, you shouldn't have that because people are doing stuff so that other yeah, people can watch. But, exactly. but we found that that's just the way we, we both feel more comfortable yep. performing. Yep. Um, and, and it's, it's not great, unusual for us to go back to our room and just leave the door open and fuck. But it's a great way to test out, do you like to watch? Do you mm-hmm. like to play in front of others? Do you yeah. Do you not? I remember our first after party, we didn't know what to expect really. And then we ended up not doing anything with anyone at all. Not even really talking to anybody. But we just were, we just fucked on the same bed as another couple. Mm-hmm. And that was hot. And it was really, I remember there was one point where I think both guys, the the, the girls were bent over the bed laying on your stomach and facing each other and both guys were just fucking their women and Mm -hmm. no swapping no but no talking was going on and it was just a really hot scenario and And then you feed off of each other's energy too so if he starts to go faster it almost makes you start to go faster mm -hmm. not in a competitive way just in like a it's it's the the vibe and the the energy of the room yeah and so that was just really hot i think that was like the we really learned that we like to be watched and Mm -hmm. and it's just in, incredibly hot. Yep. I would like to bring up that um, just etiquette. You like bodily fluids. We've never. We. I always make sure to finish in your mouth. People. We never see anybody coming anywhere. Yep. You want to keep. Now, a, you want to be respectful and keep bodily fluids to a we, minimum. We have seen women squirt, and that's harder to keep keep control of. But they tend to the the parties tend to supply extra sheets. Yeah. So if to, you know you've left a mess behind, just clean up after yourself. You try to clean Be up. Respectful. Yeah. We never see men coming on Mm-mm. each other or not each other, but but on... <laughs> I wouldn't mind watching that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm I'm sure. But no, trying to just be respectful and keep bodily fluids and not make a mess because people are going to be people use 
Yeah, I there's going to be there's like there were people there before you, and there's going to be people there after you. Just like the gym, you. you don't want to leave a mess for the people yep. behind you on the machine. Yeah. And speaking of the machine, talk about the sex chairs that you that you learned. Just oh, yeah, some of the clubs have these chairs, which I don't know where they store them when they're not having the party. It must have a storage unit or something. But um, if you imagine a seat with um, I guess armrests on either side. And it's it's kind of an elevated seat, so it probably sits a little bit higher than your standard chair would sit off the ground. And then in front of it is almost like a little stool, and the the arm rails kind of are longer. You can put your legs up on there. So imagine like you're you're sitting in a chair with your legs up in the air, not too different from a gyno gyno position, like when you're getting inspected. And then because there's a chair in the front, it's like the perfect height for a guy to come in and eat you out. So it, it puts you in this. I'm all open. I'm, I'm free to eat position. <laughs> and the way I'm describing it, it sounds uncomfortable, but it's actually, these chairs are nicely padded and they've got a nice headrest. They're, they're actually quite comfortable and it puts your man in a perfect position to eat you out. You love it. I I do because you're good at eating out and I know that it, it, I know you're comfortable. I know you're not like going to get neck strain, sitting in a weird position. It is a or very anything. comfortable position. I, I know the, it's comfortable for you. The puss is right there, and it is something to behold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that is true. Although I, I don't think my puss is anything special. You just like puss in general. So, so I, I think with that, are you, you think yeah, we're ready to move on? The one last thought I wanted to mention is just that the after party isn't necessarily limited to the designated rooms. That are the after party. A lot of people just go back to their room and have sex with the door open. And, yeah, and you and I do that too. And you may it's usually are... an invitation to people watch. People can come in and watch. Yeah, but, your door but open. again, it's it's uh, you might want to ask first. People might want to just fuck on the fuck themselves, and you can stand in the doorway and watch. They might not want you in their room or whatever. So it's still a good opportunity, a good well, yeah. good idea to ask. But if you're leaving the door open, if the doors open, are, the door's open. I mean, you're you want at least people yep. to see you from the hallway at least. Yeah. So. so so it's a sexy atmosphere, and I think that was pretty much the last last thought that I had that I wanted to to add to that. So with that, let's go on to some sexy news. Uh, all the American troops pulling out help the situation. Oh, no. So if you think you're going to, you want the money shot of them with their arms in the air, you're going to get it. It's in both of their self-interest right now. Did you say the money shot? Yeah. The money shot, you know, yeah. And Belinda, I just can't understand how something so small can be so impressive. Well, Mark, you would know about that. So this is a segment where we talk about various news articles that caught our eye over the last couple of weeks. So I, I wanted to start with the... Um, the kink movie that this so Sundance the Sundance Film Festival was going on I believe it's wrapped up last week but it's the film festival where a lot of indie films are shown and distributors are trying to buy the rights to distribute mm-hmm. them and whatnot. A lot of great films have come from Sundance. Oh yeah, ton, I mean hundreds. Yeah. But um, what caught my eye I saw that there was a new documentary called Kink that was going to be shown. I believe it was... Showed, it showed on Saturday. Sa- yeah, e- either this Saturday or previous Saturday. And it is a documentary, and it's actually produced by James Franco, um, which I thought was interesting, but he Yeah, he's got to, his hand in a bunch of interesting he seems to projects. Be, yeah, I he's think, all over the board. I think he's a dirty bird. <laughs> I think he... Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. But he's, he's um, producing, and it's about... Um, the individuals who work for the BDSM website kink.com. And we're not a BDSM 
uh, centric podcast, but anything that gets awareness out for other sexual communities, I think is good for everyone. Any, yeah. any type of awareness is good for everyone. Yeah. And, and I haven't seen the documentary, but I would assume that it's sex positive and sex promoting and tries to dispel any rumors or problems or suggestions that people might have about the BDSM community. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's a really great thing to have. It would be wonderful to have something like that for the swinging community. Exactly. Exactly. We I don't mean, really have any advocates. No, no. And it's still, I mean, that will segue into the next topic that I have is that um, swinging is still ostracized so much. I just saw an article Earlier this week, that oh, the big hubbub was that Rachel Ray's husband was spotted at some Manhattan swing clubs, and well, good for Rachel Ray. <laughs> yeah, and well, it talks about her husband. If she knows about it. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> maybe not good for Rachel Ray. I don't know. I mean, you never know if they probably have an agreement. I don't. I mean, I guess yeah. I'm not going to speak for anyone, but the articles I saw, they were all over the place. Fox yeah. news. I saw that may be well within the bounds of their marriage, but exactly. immediately That's... the conservative Americans start to judge the, yeah, they it's even and, liberals will judge. I mean, it's everybody. Puts, it still puts a negative light that it's talked to. And Rachel Ray had a couple quotes saying that, you know, th- this is not good for our family. Like leave us alone. But you have to say that for the tabloid. She could have an agreement and then yeah. just, they could have an agreement and I don't know, just, and even if they don't, which I'd like to give the benefit of the doubt that they do, that he's going there with permission if he's, if she's not there, but even if they don't, this, the tone of the articles, it just puts to such this negative light mm-hmm. on swinging that, oh, her husband was caught at a swinging. Yep. And, and and that's why, at least for the, the near term, and I think potentially even into the far term, I'm not ready to, to come out of the closet, so to speak. I just can't deal with that stigma. No. And I know my my family especially, they are in that same community of being not accepting of no, this kind we're of not lifestyle. Gonna, we're not going to come out, and I should feel bad about it, but I know that every community, the civil rights, women's lib, the gay gays, community, yeah. everybody needs those individuals who stand up at the beginning and t- take the ostracism and yep. take that. And, and there are it. some people in our community that are starting to do that. Kendra There's, Holiday is, yeah, is a Yeah, everybody big one. should go out and... Check out Kendra Holiday's blog. She's came out a few years ago. I think we mentioned her, but if we haven't, she came out a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And there's a she great has, discussion of she has a really um, she has a really personal and very explicit sex blog that has really gained notoriety. And she was doing it under a pen name for a while, for the longest time, the Beautiful Kind. And then I believe it was com- National Coming Out Day, which I just now over the last like since we've been in the swinging community i realized that coming out does does not mean just gay coming like Mm-mm. you know being coming out as gay that. or lesbian it's yeah. it's it's anything coming out you... with a fetish coming out with anything yeah, yeah yeah so she came out as just being a sex positive individual who was behind all of her blogs and yeah not even as coming out as a swinger just, just no just as a this sex positive is who I this am. Is, yeah, yeah and and it was very negative consequences for her but also very positive she's She's inspirational to a lot of individuals for coming out, but I'm not even ashamed to say that I'm not looking to be the individual who's gonna, who's who's leading the revolution at the moment. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, maybe it's a little cowardly, but it I'm, is a I'm just bit, not prepared for that. It is a little bit, but I think a lot of people would agree. I th- I'm sure a lot of the listeners would agree that they are happy with their lives, and also this is kind of going against the goodness that could come out if you come out and think. I mean, I always talk about people not being open at the same time i i i feel like a lot of people will agree with me that there is a 
a little factor of like you have a little secret life. There is. That's kind of. But at the same time, I think if I had to pick, I would prefer it to be able to be more open. And yeah, I be would too. A, a more sex positive society. I, I wonder if it's like that a little bit more in some of the European countries, which are a little bit more open about their sexuality and about their sex life. I wonder if it might be different. It, it might we be, although Europe. I can't. Uh, I don't know. It's hard, to, it's hard to speculate. Yeah, we, I don't know. You know, you always hear that European countries are more open with sexuality and that it's not a big deal. There's right. much many more topless beaches and whatnot. But yep. um, in some ways, I think America is, we need the social change and people need to get off their soapboxes a little bit. But yeah. Because I, I think there's a lot of people who would support swinging, but because of the societal stigmas and just the negative connotation to it, they... They say how bad it is, and oh, I would never do that, and and blah blah blah. Yeah. But secretly, there's a part of them that wants to. And I recognize it's unfortunate. So, I recognize my thoughts are a little contradictory for myself. That while I would love everyone to be sex positive, swinging to be accepted and not a big deal, people can choose to, be, you know, be a, a monogamous couple or not. But at least have it be to where it doesn't have the stigma that it has. But I have to admit that having a secret life that you can have secret nobody... life without that life having a stigma. That's the thing. I suppose. People don't necessarily have to look. You can be out, but people don't necessarily know, don't have to know the details. Well, know the details. But it wouldn't yeah. feel like keeping a, it wouldn't feel like a secret life. It would just feel like, I mean, just it, like, it might. just like a married couple. Everybody knows that we have sex. We just don't go to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a secret that we have sex. So, I mean, nobody knows that we're swingers. That really truly right. is like a secret. But, but this, the secret, even if you're swingers, the secret still, we had an orgy with two other couples last that's, night. Or, you know, that's that's yeah. still quite the secret. Even if you tell people that you're a swinger, and I'm I'm saying that with air quotes, they don't really know what that means. That's true. That's true. So, so, so yeah, but Rachel Ray's husband was spotted and, of course, a lot of negative press for the swinging community. Yep. So the other topic was doesn't have anything to do with swinging or anything, but I just thought it was crazy that um, some of you might have already seen it. It actually was kind of big news. Well, bigger, but a 13-year-old girl in Missouri, was the, her school recommended that she get breast reduction surgery. Yeah, she was, I saw that She was article. getting teased a lot at school, and um, she's a 13 in the 6th grade, which I, I, I found was interesting that she was, I don't know if she maybe repeated kindergarten or whatever. Because well, that or thir- she might have some kind of a learning. 13 seems a little old for 6th for grade. But, I think it is a little old for 6th grade. So, but she's a 6th grader in, in, and she's 13. I just think that is crazy because you're still, to to have a school, to that really. Yeah, I think that, that was 11 what or 12 kind of body in 6th grade. It, what message is that setting that, that girl about her body that she needs to have breast reduction just yeah. to take care of bullying. At that age. It's not trying to take care of the problem, which is the bullying, try to educate and stop the bullying. It's just Yeah, it's just immediately jumping to the medical the medical alternative as opposed to teaching the girl to embrace who she is and embrace the way she is. And a woman's body's still changing and growing then. The Absolutely. boobs aren't at the full size then anyway. Like And not not to mention she could hit her her growth spurt in height and actually end up having her her boobs be proportional to the rest of their body. I mean, maybe they're at an awkward stage where they look really bigger than they are and and she'll hit a growth spurt and uh, grow into them, so to speak. That's not unusual. I mean, a lot of women don't hit their growth spurt until they're towards the end of middle school or early high school because it it goes along with when you start your your period and, and, and after that the other hormonal changes that you go through. I mean, I think I was still growing into my high school years mm-hmm. and, and I definitely had friends who were too. I mean, it's not uncommon for a girl to not even get boobs until she's 16. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was so appalling that, 
I, I completely agree with you. It's it's another one of those things of people in America judging and, and instilling their values upon everybody else when they probably need to maybe look inward a little bit more mm-hmm. and delve into what's the real root cause of the well, problem. Well, the root cause of the problem is teasing, but you know, people want to take the easy solution out. Yeah. Now, and... I, I do want to play devil's advocate a little bit and say if the girl really has that big of boobs, which I don't know how size, I, I didn't see any pictures or anything, I don't know if it would have been out of place for the principal or the teachers who've witnessed the bullying to have a conference with the parents and say, this is what's going on. We want to make you aware of it. I don't think that's out of place. No. I think well, the parents should be notified. That's not even know, playing but... devil's advocate because that's not advocating for Well, I guess I'm saying is maybe the, maybe the girl's boobs really are huge. Well, maybe, but that's, that's but irrelevant. It's it's not the school's place to say you should get those things reduced. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, and, it's if, just and crazy. if it was a teacher who recommended that I, I or a principal or whatever, I feel like they should be in trouble for that because that's it's none of your business, to be honest. Well, with I'm you. sure with the national news, it's got they probably are. <laughs> yeah. So, I think with that, that's all I got. So I think yep, that, I don't have any extra news. Move on. All right, so let's go for some hot scenes. Boobs, 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 boobs and bush, boobs and bush. Good boobs. Good ones. We're like 35 seconds in. Nice. Credit bush. Never get opening credit. Bush. I know this is crazy. So this week we sat down and watched the movie the The Dreamers. It's a 2003 independent film directed by I've never seen anything else by him, but it's directed by uh, Bernardo Bertolucci, and it's a it's about it's about sort of finding yourself sexual revolution. Mm-hmm. It's set in. Paris in the night in the late 1960s. It actually has some historical events that are going on. Uh, it's set during I I before this movie I didn't even really know about it, but in the, there were some really big student riots that were going on during that time, and this movie set during that backdrop. But it has some really hot sex scenes. But the thing is, is no they're, they're hot, but they're not hot. No sex scene by itself is really all that long or really gets you going, but there's a there's a number of them in the middle of the movie that are kind of spaced back to back that are that are pretty hot. The only thing is that there's an there's an undercurrent of queasiness that goes on because the movie's about two a uh, brother and sister twin siblings and they're this and and they're exploring themselves but in a way they're also connected and exploring each other well, so they, they're, they're they're trying to explore their own sexuality but because they're opposite sex they they explore each other a little bit too now there's never any open sex between brother and sister no no they and, actually and bring, so that's good they, they bring in a third party they, they they meet another individual um on a on their university's campus that they invite they invite over to their house and he ends up really developing a relationship with the female sibling and, and a and friendship with the male sibling there's it's rated NC-17, and I actually saw this movie back in college, and it was the first NC-17 movie that I had seen in the theater. I think is actually the last two. I haven't. I don't think I've yeah. gone and seen another NC-17 movie, but um, there's a couple of uh, theaters in town that show that will show more art, art, artistic art films indie and, type films. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so. and th- this film is a little bit of an artistic drop to it, but it has full and... male nudity for 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 you ladies out there. There's yep. some hot. 
There's some hot scenes. I know there was a scene there, that got a... you going with the guy masturbating. There is. I I enjoyed that. I I I've said it before. I like watching gay porn, and I like watching a guy come. And so there there was a masturbation scene that I didn't mind. I liked it. And there's there was it, some you female know, the, bush in that movie. There too. was some bush, but hey, late 1960s. That's not unusual. Yeah, there was a little bit of male bush too, actually. But well, yeah, yeah. There, the... In in addition to this undercurrent of of incest which i i don't find hot there's just an undercurrent of sex in general these are early college people early college people who are finding themselves sexually they're learning to play with each other and play with themselves and they're they're learning to push sexual boundaries a little bit and just that undertone is pretty hot now the the scenes don't take place until at least 40 minutes into the movie but it's worth a watch because I don't think it's as hot if you don't watch the movie. No, no. You, and need, you need the backdrop in the movie. And it's a good movie. It's enjoyable. It's an it's, incredibly good movie. And for it film is a little artsy. There, for film buffs, it has a lot for film buffs to appreciate. There's um, the, the director really likes his film history, and there's a, that comes through in the movie. They mm-hmm. The characters themselves are film buffs, and that really actually plays a large part, yeah, play, a large it, role in the movie, which it, is... It, it pay, plays homage or pays homage to a lot of films. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really good movie, and I mean, it would be much better if the siblings, if it wasn't siblings, just three college individuals because then you wouldn't have the <laughs> yeah the incest but that on, adds but... a little bit of tension well there is no the movie too let's get that straight there is nothing but there's sexual tension between the brother and sister yeah but there, um... there's nudity between the brother and sister but, but there's no actual acts of incest but it's much more explicit i know it's much more explicit than pretty much any other film you're yeah. gonna see and i know you it got you you masturbated you well you, part you of it was you, you, scene, you, you? you put the you put the movie on a little bit of a pedestal pedestal for me before we ever went into it saying this is a really hot movie you gotta watch it and when the sex scene started i thought well he said it's really hot so i just started to play with myself <laughs> and i did i finished it well, was i enjoyed that's a sign of a good movie I'm, isn't it yeah well you know I, else, I could finish anything you Come know what on. else i didn't realize i just um in prepping for this episode and looking um i was double checking a couple facts about the movie the girl the main sister or the like the main mm-hmm. female the p- female protagonist yeah she's um has been in a number of movies we've seen recently she's in she was she played a witch in um what's the uh shoot oh the, the johnny depp movie that we just saw death uh god the hotel movie what is death deathly shadows or something like that oh dark, dark shadows dark shadows yeah. yeah she she plays the blonde witch in that movie oh okay and she plays vespa in casino royale like bond's main yeah. main girl huh. um, i didn't realize that yeah yeah so she went on to do some she did some pretty stuff. high profile stuff yeah um you know being a bond girl is pretty pretty high it up is there pretty for profile a pretty high profile yeah so i think with that we're, all right we're, i guess we'll yeah. wrap up with episode seven thanks for listening yep. and the next as, episode is going to be a fun one. We went to Desire, the couples only lifestyle friendly resort in Mexico. We went earlier early two thousand twelve. Mm-hmm. And so we're gonna have a whole episode a whole episode dedicated to Desire. I know we've actually had I'm a couple of email email uh, questions asking about Desire, so we're gonna get to those, get to talking about Desire. Uh yeah. Should be should be a good time. I agree. So as always, please email us with questions, comments, concerns, anything you want to talk about. We get some great listener email, and please keep that coming. We will do um, responses to you. Our email address, thank you, Cal, <laughs> is swingingaround at gmail.com, and there's no G at the end of swinging. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher. And please rate us on iTunes. We could really use some ratings. Yeah, we don't have any ratings We need yet. the get feedback. Out there. We, 
Get out if, there even if rate. it's bad, we don't care. Just give us some ratings. We want to know how we're doing. Yeah, we want some. We're 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 getting emails, and that's fantastic. But we want to get some some iTunes reviews. Help us see just how we're doing. Where 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 we can improve. But also, please please email us if mm-hmm. if you don't want to leave a review. That's okay. Email us, but yep. leave a review. <laughs> so again, that's iTunes, Stitcher, and swingingaround at gmail dot com. You can visit our blog, which is really just a listening of our podcast episodes at swingingaround.blogspot.com. And then, of course, we also have a Twitter handle, which is swinging around with no G at swinging. But we don't really tweet much except to notify you when new, when new podcasts are out. All right, everyone. Stay sexy and stay swinging. Break.